You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals, contract negotiation, risk management, and regulatory and compliance work are a few of the skills a health law degree can offer. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dean Denise Penny at Seton Hall University School of Law in Newark, New Jersey. Dean Penny, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you for having me. What health law degrees does Seton University School of Law offer? Uh, Seton Hall offers three different degrees. The first is the Juris Doctor, the second is the Master of Laws, and the third is the Master of Science in Jurisprudence. How does the school rank nationally? Seton Hall Law School has been consistently ranked in the top 10 schools in the country in the area of health law in U.S. News and World Report's Graduate School Guide, and this is something that we're very proud of. And how are the health law degrees different from a traditional law degree? Well, the Juris Doctor is the 85-credit traditional law degree that gives an individual the training that he or she will need to be a lawyer. Someone who has completed that training and is now a lawyer might choose to continue his or her education by specializing in a particular area of the law, and that is called the Master of Laws, and that degree is attained by someone who uh, chooses to specialize in one particular area. At Seton Hall, our Master of Laws is in health law. And then the Master of Science in Jurisprudence is a 30-credit master's program that permits someone to study law without becoming a lawyer. That individual will not practice law, but they receive a foundation in health law and in intellectual property law. What initials do graduates put after their name for the different degrees? They use a JD if they're a practicing attorney. Graduates from the Master of Laws program would actually use both LLM and JD. And then um, a graduate from the Master of Science and Jurisprudence program would use MSJ. If the graduate has already achieved a medical or a nursing degree, they would typically put those credentials first and the MSJ would go last. How long does it take to complete these different degrees? It takes students three years full-time to complete the JD or four years if they're going to school part-time. That could be during the day or in the evening. Students tend to complete the LLM in one to three years, depending on the type of work they do and so forth. Many LLM students are practicing attorneys with demanding jobs, so they're balancing homework and law school. Most students in the MSJ program complete the degree in two years, with a small group finishing in one year and some finishing in two and a half or three years. Are courses offered online? Actually, our first online component will be offered next spring. Online education is not all that common in the law school setting because so much of the education involves lively discussion. However, an existing in-class MSJ course on health policy development will now have uh, portions of the class completed online If this is successful, this will be in spring 2008, it's likely that we will continue to phase in some online education. What percentage of students attend part-time? Well, in the MSJ program, I would say that approximately, oh, 90% attend part-time and only 10% um, come full-time. In the JD program, over half come full-time. And the LLM program, it is Almost all of them come part-time. Are most of the the highest percentage of the students also working? Yes. For this reason, required classes 
in the LLM and MSJ program in particular begin at 6 p.m. or later so that um, individuals can be working and then can come to school. At Seton Hall, we call our night students the night warriors uh, because they're working all day and then they're coming to school to improve their lives. The night warriors or the night worriers? <laughs> warriors, although, although I'm sure that they're warriors <laughs> during final exam time. What courses are offered? Healthcare fraud and abuse, healthcare access and payment, food and drug law, pharmaceutical and medical device marketing and compliance, compliance planning, administrative law, public health law, mental health law, AIDS law and policy, drug innovation, regulation and cost, regulating research with human subjects, law and genetics, um, among others. What are the students prepared to do when they graduate? MSJ graduates combine their professional work experience their undergraduate education, and their new MSJ degree to find a challenging and appropriate position for them. Uh, Many are interested in working in compliance, primarily in the pharmaceutical and healthcare industries. We have a growing number of students who work on clinical trials or who are part of their hospital's IRB and would like a grounding in health law so they can perform their jobs better. Many of these individuals work in various organizations where their positions that they are moving into are quite unique and um, they happen to bring the right combination of skills and knowledge to be the right person for that position. How many doctors are enrolled? Right now we have three physicians in the program, a gerontologist, a cardiac surgeon, and a podiatrist, and we have eight nurses who work in a variety of positions in healthcare for nonprofit organizations or for pharmaceutical medical medical device companies a lot of people don't realize just how versatile nurses are and how many industries they actually work in if you're just joining us you're listening to the clinicians roundtable on ReachMD XM233 the channel for medical professionals i'm susan dolan your host and joining me today is dean denise pinney from seton hall university school of law discussing health law degrees dean pinney are there other medical professionals enrolled in the program yes we have pharmacists We have scientists, information technology directors, consultants, pharmaceutical marketing professionals, and a host of other individuals with just amazing backgrounds who join us at this program. What type of feedback do you receive from the students and then when they become graduates? We have great feedback. A couple of years ago, we had a focus group, and we invited two students from each graduating class to come back and to talk to us. And we help to use the information that they share to improve the program and make it even better. And I have to say across the board, everyone loved the education that they received. So the changes we made were mostly, based on their feedback, was to help get the word out a little bit more on what the MSJ degree is and the kind of knowledge these students now have. So across the board, they absolutely loved the education. What they felt was lacking was anyone really knowing enough about the degree to appreciate all that they had learned. What type of feedback do you receive from the companies who hire the graduates? It's been really, really positive. Two companies have conducted recruitment sessions here. Others have given us job descriptions to circulate to our students and to our alumni. And, of course, we're happy to do this because it helps to get the word out about the MSJ program. And I think that they agree with us that it's really hard sometimes to find someone with just the right background. You're looking for a nurse with this certain number of years of experience who's worked on clinical trials, yet she knows enough about compliance. Maybe she works on an IRB and she knows the law. 
that that person's a real gem to a certain organization, and we try to find the right candidate for them. What companies are hiring? Let's see. Uh, Humana is one organization that is hiring. Uh, Shearing Plow Corporation is another. Um, and then we've gotten word from also a few other pharmaceutical companies in the New Jersey area. What are the costs to attend? It is $800 a credit, which is about $25,000 total to finish the degree, you know, including fees and so on. Are there scholarships? There are not scholarships for the MSJ program. Fortunately, many of the students receive tuition reimbursement from their employers. We have found healthcare in particular is very generous with their employees and tries to keep them on the cutting edge in, in every area, and that includes law school. Is the tuition reimbursement typically 100%? For many of these companies, it is. Other times, it's maybe 60% or 70%, but often it is 100%. Do you find that balance issues with work, school, and life come up a lot? Yes. Our students are typically ages 30 to 60, and when you have students in this group, they are sons and daughters, mothers, fathers, working professionals, and any number of situations might arise. So we try to be flexible. We do follow a cohort model, so students begin in a group and they take their classes together. From time to time, someone has a family issue, a crisis at work, an illness, or other concerns that make it difficult for them to continue at the same speed as their classmates. When this happens, we might recommend that a student take a semester off, that he or she take only one class instead of two, and so forth. We really try to be as accommodating as possible. Do you see a common thread running through the students that attend these programs? Yes. It is very, very exciting to see adults come back to school after being out of school for 10 or more years. They typically bring a lot of enthusiasm and energy Um, And in the classroom, they make the law come to life by discussing examples that they see in their day-to-day professions. Some of the JD students might be a little bit younger, having just come from an undergraduate school experience. So our MSJ students are older, and they bring life experience to the classroom, and that's very valuable. Who are the professors? Uh, We have several professors who specialize in health law and policy and in pharmaceutical law as well. And then they all teach classes that are in those individual areas. Do the students have an opportunity for field experience? While we don't have field experience per se, like there might be in other graduate school experiences, what we do have are special lectures and panel discussions representing other areas that might be unfamiliar to them. So, for example, we did have an attorney come in who has more than 30 years of experience in pharmaceutical law and works at a very large pharmaceutical company. And that lecture was very valuable for people who work primarily in a hospital setting. And so uh, we try to have different people come here who are either alumni of the law school or other professionals who can bring that perspective. If a prospective student asks how much time realistically is this going to take, what do you tell them? in terms of out of their daily schedule, hours per day or or hours per week? It varies from student to student. You tend to sometimes at least have the same number of hours that they are in class. So if, for example, they are in class three hours a week, they have to at least put in three hours outside of class. That's a very efficient student who is very good at studying and so on, someone else might have to double that and put in six hours 
outside of class. Are these types of degrees offered elsewhere? Yes. Um, not that many places, though. The MSJ is called an MJ, or Master's of Jurisprudence, at some other institutions. Uh, the only others that I know of are Loyola University in Chicago and Widener Law School in Delaware, as well as Stanford Law School. But there may be others that I'm just not aware of. How can listeners learn more? Uh, they can visit our website at law.shu.edu. Dean Penny, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.